If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guys, don't forget, Laid Bear Lockdown, July 3rd at 8 p.m. via Zoom. Do not forget to get your tickets. Do not forget you've got me. you got me too. I'm there as well. Yes. In the building. <laughs> and obviously you're going to be joined by me, the baddest beat <laughs> So yes, you've got all of us are going to be there and you guys can join us. It'll be very intimate. So you can ask us, you know, all your fun questions. If you, if you have any real questions that are like, you know, deep and personal, you can get the opportunity to do that. But we will be having a lot of fun. So make sure you have a glass of wine with you. I really can't wait to see you guys. Um, if there's anything, again, particular that you'd love us to talk about, send us a message and um, hopefully we can discuss it. But it's going to be lots of fun, lots of sex. And yeah, um, who knows? We might make you better in bed. You're listening to Laid Bear. Charlotte? I'm masturbating. I told you I'd be doing that all day today. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 65 of Laid Bear, your favourite sex positive podcast. You're joined with me, your host, Oloni. Me, your favourite author and sex blogger, Scotty Unfamous. And me, Baggy SJ. Woo! Right, guys, 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 guys. You know what is coming next. It's not me, but it's one of y'all. So, when did you get laid last? <laughs> when did y'all get laid last? I'm going to go with Scotty because Scotty said that it was, I swear like last week you told us it was your partner's yes. birthday. Yes. So we want all the details. All of them? Um, okay. Um, yeah, so he came over Friday, did a little cute thing, the gifting. Oh my God, love is amazing. And yeah, it was basically like consistent fucking for like two days straight by sunday i had to go to work i couldn't walk wow and that's i don't know whether that's because like lockdown and i had like zero exercise but also <laughs> it was painful then he came back on monday and i was like let me rest and he's like no i said okay fine <laughs> so yeah it was great we didn't do anal so that you was didn't brilliant. do anal why what happened we were rooting for the anal we gave you all i wasn't rooting tips. for the anal we I gave, you, we gave you all the anal tips we told you anal plugs Leave up the ass. So what happened? It just it just didn't come up, and I was glad. And you weren't, and you weren't about to bring it up. No, exactly. Hey, can you cause me some pain, please? No. <laughs> Sj, what about you? Hey, hey. And um, the last time I got laid was a week ago. Now, Mm-mm. oh my god, it feels like it's been forever. I've like I've been craving dick this week so badly. When do you think you're going to get it next? It's not, not for a few weeks. For a few weeks. Anyway, don't worry. I'll send you some toys. It's about time I send you some. So I've yeah, got a next batch of... I'm not going to be having sex. 
<laughs> this has been the longest I have not had sex while I was deep in it. Someone the other day, um, or maybe it was actually yesterday, said, oh, it's 11 years since Michael Jackson died. And I was like, oh, so it's 11 years since I lost my virginity. It's really bad. Like, every time people talk about Michael Jackson's death, I always think about when I lost my virginity because I was getting fucked oh whilst he was, Lord. whilst news Dying. was being reported. <laughs> That he died. <laughs> <laughs> what did you even say to that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so basically when news reports were going, I remember my friends hit me up, like they were calling me, calling me whilst I was getting my guts turned out. And I was just like, what? I'm fucking, I'm losing my virginity, guys. And then they were like, Michael Jackson's dead. And I was just like, no. They were like, yeah. And I was like, no. Then they were like, yeah. And I was like, no. And then, yeah, he was dead. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, but um, RIP MJ, guys. What I do want to discuss though, however, is something that it kind of it was inspired by a conversation I had with my girl, and because it triggered something I've dealt with in the past with guys. I don't know if you guys will be able to relate, you know, I feel like you guys are in stable dating and relationships, so <laughs> it might not even be now, but I feel like in the past, one of us two of us all, all of us have to be able to relate so men who do a shit job at entertaining women so obviously lockdown is here some people are limited you might go on your bike rides um you know or you might do your zoom dates there might be some guys who might say come over and even before lockdown that is what you know guys used to do anyway you know come round. even if you've got a couple dates you know if they want to get some they invite you round. cool so you go around and they're really shit at entertaining you. Or they just get too familiar that they think that they yeah. can sit on the phone for like 30 to an hour, like 30 minutes to an hour, or they want to play FIFA. And it's just like, are you crazy? Can anyone relate? Uh, Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Shit. I remember being like 14 with like my boyfriend, I think, and my best friend was like dating his best friend, and that like, we went over to the house. And it was literally like us sat on the bed watching them playing fucking FIFA. It was what so annoying. Fuck? What the hell? It was so annoying. It was like, well, why the fuck did I come? Because you're not going to have done this by yourself. Do you know like, I don't know if guys think it's entertaining to watch them do things. Because it's not. <laughs> it's not. But when you're 14, do you know what? I do hear it in a sense because they're kids. But I feel like grown men still are really... I remember I went to go like... I was sleeping with this guy, went around his. This is when I was like probably in my early 20s. And um, he just wanted to play FIFA. And I was just like, are you crazy? I started shouting. I was just like, there's no fucking way. You're about to invite me around to your yard. Do you think we can beat a couple times? We do this, we do that. We go out to eat, we come back. And you think you're going to play FIFA? Are you stupid? You brought me all the way out here. You're entertaining me, bro. Wait, you so can't he entertain actually me. entertained you. And mm-hmm. then he went to play FIFA and mm-hmm. then you complained. Mm-hmm. and he was complaining he was just like oh but you know i went to work so i'm tired and i said i don't care if you knew you were going to be tired after work you should have known about your own schedule known about your own body clock and you shouldn't have invited me around because if i'm staying around for x amount you need to figure out how you're going to entertain me for x amount if that means you know fucking me feeding me fucking me and feeding me then you're doing that there's no fifa did i tell you i like fifa so whilst you're doing fifa what am i doing <laughs> i'm just watching you watch play fifa no and you gotta I mean, be a cheerleader. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Was it even FIFA that he was playing, or was he watching a match? I think it was even a match. You want? Do you know what? I don't even know that. Even worse. Yeah, oh. like it's nine hour football. game. You want me to sit and watch your team lose? <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> 
who even told you your team is gonna win and you're making me sit here and watch it? No, that's so I really but hate maybe it. Maybe he thought you'd be good luck. Like you don't care. What did you say? Maybe he thought you'd be good luck. No, so I feel like some guys are mannerless, like they don't know like how to behave like when they're in when they're they with a woman. Yeah, they don't know how to host. That's literally it. They don't know how to host. And I'm very big on hosting. If you're coming to my yard or you're spending time with me, I need to make sure that there's food in my house, there's drinks. You're never going to be bored. I need to tell you everything that we've got going on today. Unless you tell me that, you know, um, I just want to chill or I want to do this. You do your thing. I do my... But if you're not even checking in on me and figuring out what I'm going to do with what I'm going to do and how I'm going to spend my time whilst you're watching your losing team or playing FIFA, then I'm going to be pissed off. Do you know what I mean? So I've heard of horror stories of guys sitting on like FaceTime chats with their boys for like 30 minutes whilst the girl's just awkwardly there. And I'm just like, are you insane? Are you, you know insane? the thing is, I don't even, I think like in general, I definitely know guys do it and sometimes I get upset about it but majority of the time their phone because I'm like oh, okay I'm, I'm just I need some me time now okay then that's not bad I, don't know what I think it is. It's, I think like, it's rude when you don't if you don't ask not saying ask for permission but if you're just like leaving me there bored and I'm just do you know what I mean yeah but then there's also the worst one when guys drop the hint that you need to leave have you guys ever done that? Like, gotten a hint from a guy that he basically oh, watched... Oh, I stopped talking. What's that? I stopped talking to the guy for that. I stopped what, talking to him. What happened? He was like... It was so rude. The first time he did it, he was like, oh, um, I'm going to call your Uber. <laughs> and I was like, pardon? So this was him and trying to get you out... Him, this was, was him like, trying to get you out the house, basically. Basically. So I was like... And this was like the, next, the morning after, to be fair. And I was just like... Um, let's say his name was Bob. Bob, what the fuck? Are you sick in the head? You, you trying to tell me to go because what the fuck is that? And then that was that. He was like, oh, I apologize, whatever, whatever. And then like a few weeks later, he did the same thing. And I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> and then I never spoke to him Oh, again. wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I like to give myself the hint on when to leave before a guy gives it to me. And if he, mm. if he isn't, you know... If his response is, oh, you're going already, then I might stay a little bit. But if he doesn't hesitate, then I'm just like, okay, you've overstayed your welcome. You need to be going. But again, I think it's rude. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, it wasn't even, oh, well, maybe I had, I ha- obviously I clearly had overstayed my welcome, but it was like, we had gone on a date the night before, obviously come back to his, slept rounds and whatever. And then it was like 9am in the morning and you're like, oh. 9am in the morning? No, no, that's not how this works. That's not how this works, my love. I'm sorry. No, I, I will even tell you. I'll actually tell you. Where do you need to go? Is it work? Leave the keys in the house. When I'm ready right. to leave, I'll leave. I asked him. I was like, what is... I said, is, is the next girl coming through now? I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> then I said, okay, you know what? Fuck you and fuck your <gasps> mom. Oh, my goodness. And then... He- <laughs> And then, like, a few weeks later, he saw me out and he was like, I'm so sorry for how things... And I never realised what's how you felt. This, I was like, yeah, still fuck you. And fuck oh, my mother, boy. But thanks. Wow, that is mad. <laughs> I mean, listeners, tell us, what is it with guys and their really bad hosting etiquette and them trying to get you out the house after 
you clap cheeks like what is that about and what do you do in that position this is why you need to have a conversation of what your plans are the next morning because like the night before I'll be like okay so I'm leaving at 12 because I've got to do this 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 because no guy's about to come and embarrass me and tell me that I've got to get out of his yards do you know what I mean oh my god my heart will actually drop like (laughs) I don't know but yeah listeners tell us men who are listening what is it with you lot why do you have no home training huh Huh? Do you think your dad was kicking your mum at the yards when they were dating? Maybe he was. Maybe that's why they're like that. <laughs> right. Guys, also, I wanted to um, touch on something that I thought was quite... I didn't know this is how she felt. So, um, is it Mia Khalifa or is it Maya Khalifa? I think it's Mia. Mia. Yeah, Mia. Mia Khalifa. So, did you guys know that she only did three months in porn? I had no idea it was three months, you know? Mm-hmm. I did not know. It was only three bruh, months. Bruh, the way she's like so notorious. So what? Yeah, so she's hella notorious. But yeah, it's it's insane. And you know, um, there was new circulating. Well, I'll just read it. It says, um, one um of Pom- one of Pornhub's most searched for for adult stars, Mia Khalifa, has begged girls not to go into the industry, slamming it as toxic. The former porn star made 11 films during a, a three-month period in 2014 and says they will that it will basically haunt her till she dies. She retired over six years ago, but is still one of the most searched for porn stars. The Lebanese-American actress and sports pundit said the hourly... Um, she says the she gets hundreds of millions of people um, whose only impression of her is solely based on the lowest and most toxic um, moments of her life when she was 21. One of the videos that caused um, a major stir was when, I remember this as well. Do you guys remember this? Like when she was basically, um, she was basically wearing an Islamic scarf and um, she was getting yeah. death threats um, from ISIS apparently. And from, um, from ISIS. yeah, I don't know how they can prove that ISIS. How can you prove that? I mean, I don't even want to go into that territory, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is, I'm just reading this, but um, apparently she, this is where, like, she got threats. Basically, she got threats from people, like, all over um, different religions anyway. Um, But yeah, it was quite crazy. Thoughts? Anyone? I think. I feel sorry for her. I feel sorry that, like, she's, like, left the industry and it's had such a negative, like, traumatic effect on her. I, I just... I didn't even know it was only three months that she was in. I really thought that she had been in the game, like, for a minute. Like, I didn't realise that. Absolutely. Now, like, a lot of girls... I remember I was watching a documentary on Netflix um, called Hot Girls Wanted, mm. and it was sort of, like, explaining the whole, like, porn industry things that they get a lot of, like, 18-year-olds that are like, yeah, I want to be a porn star. And it's literally, like, first three months, they'll probably, like, get you in some films or whatever. Then it's like, okay, we're bored of you now, so you've got to start either, like, doing, like dp or you gotta start getting letting people like piss on you and stuff like you have to keep going like more extreme to stay relevant mm-hmm. and it's after the industry has washed you up it's like they just throw you out and it's like in the documentary like there was a man that had a house and like he would have all these girls move in and it was just actually sort of like a bed sit like once the girls were kind of like washed up they just like released them back into the wild and then replaced them with another one and i think the thing to think about for girls thinking of going into sex work is really understand what you are getting yourself into and try to make sure that you are in like if you're doing ethical porn you're probably a lot better than going mainstream because it's not everybody that's going to be a porn star most people just come and go honestly and that is literally it not everyone is going to be 
Um, I don't know. What was the biggest porn star back in my, the day? Jessa Jenna, Jenna, Jenna Jameson. Jenna Jameson. I remember she was big on MySpace as well. And it's weird because I feel like she got the happy, you know, the happily ever after that was mm. that was told that she was never gonna get. You know, she had she got married, she had twins, I think it was. But um going back to Mia Khalifa, it's it's mad because you know, even though we are really sex positive, I'm not gonna pretend that I I you know that I want women running towards it as their first option if it's something you want to do and you thought about it really well then yeah do it but be wise be smart put out your pros put out your cons you know we talk about the new era of only fans people subscribing to you know sex work etc but is this something that you feel could make you feel uncomfortable in the long run? Or are you comfortable with what, you know, could possibly happen? Are you okay with that? Because in Mia Khalifa's case, she is very open about, you know, how regretful she is of creating all this content that she doesn't want anything to do with anymore. She said it ruins people's impressions of her. She says that, you know... um, she felt like it it, it, it it made her dating pool smaller. And just all these negative things that you can imagine would come with a very popular um, porn star, especially because she was only 21. There was a Twitter user called Poppy Mills X who said, let's talk about porn, specifically Mia Khalifa. Women from a young age are pressured into the porn industry. Once um, you filmed one video and it's out there, you, um, you're a porn actress, so it's very easy to film a hundred more. Your rep is already damaged, right? Producers are people higher use this to pressure girls into signing contracts, which not only make it hard for them to leave, but also gives them no ownership over their videos. Mia Khalifa actually said that she made a total of just over nine nine grand. Um, in dollars and it kind of made you think like hmm, 11 videos I would expect more especially when she was working with Pornhub you know I'm not saying millions but I would at least expect six figures do you know what I mean and um, then it goes on to say that women like Mia Khalifa have videos out here from years ago that will never go away women are haunted by decisions they made years ago but they weren't their decisions they were exploited please only support ethical porn only fans or amateurs so it's all on the creator's terms don't support another vulnerable woman getting exploited just because they need money for rent mia replied saying those 11 videos will haunt me for life until i die that's really i just want to stop there i think that is so sad like deep it it's actually quite sad you know and i'm i'm quite sad that she feels that way um and i wish there was something that could be done um you know i feel like Pornhub are really yeah they're they're so problematic in every and a lot of things that they do in terms of you know their ads the videos that are put up some of the things that people search it's just crazy uh but yeah she said those 11 videos will haunt me until i die and i don't want another girl to go through that because no one should um but yeah young women you know i guess this is i don't know i don't know i guess it's just i've even since like thinking like even in terms of dating i know obviously like i said we're sex positive and 100 percent, i get that mm. but it's like where she said it made her dating pool smaller. I can't even imagine like dating as a porn star because it's like it must be like oh everyone who whoever's seen your your video must be thinking oh yeah 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. and the idiots Maybe that you you have to deal with, like, do you know exactly. what I mean? You might have to only this deal with guys. Know how to how she would navigate that? That Absolutely. could be really. That in itself could be crushing. Even as someone who talks about sex as well, sometimes I find it, I'm hesitant with telling guys, yeah, I talk about sex for a living or my I'm a sexual content creator because I feel like the first thing that they hear is sex and the last thing that they hear is sex. So how do we navigate this? So I can't exactly. even begin to imagine how it must feel for a 27 year old who made a decision when she was 21 must be feeling. I'm, I'm not sure if she's actually, is she married? I think she's married. Why do I feel like she's married? I'm not sure. I think she's either dating in a really serious relationship or she just got married, one of the two. Because I saw some controversy a few months back about yeah. oh, how she's in a situation or whatever. Yeah, but so, Mia Khalifa, I heard her name around for ages. So it shocks me that this was something that she did for a very short term. Honestly. Three months and her name is still out there. She still regrets it. Um, but yeah, it just, it makes you wonder about decisions it's not just about sex it's just decisions you make when you're younger and how they affect you you know later in life and you know even if it's not you as a porn star it might even be you and your sexuality like sexual decisions that you make when you are you know when you are young you know how we always like poke fun or I make these jokes about like girls don't sleep with every guy in the you know in the same squad like you know don't don't yeah. eat where you shit like make sure you you have to be very wise with your pussy like make wise pussy choices and you know we're trying but patriarchy is still winning and the reason why I can confidently say patriarchy is still winning is because you've got Mia Khalifa who is who I'm sure was this sex positive young woman who said fuck it I'm gonna use my my body and make money from it and she wasn't this is something that she's she's regretting doing because i can imagine it's probably men who probably make her feel like shit do you know what i mean um scotty how do you feel no definitely i think that like i don't know i think when when things happen like that it's kind of hard to remain sex positive because it's like you still it kind of shows that even if you go into sex work like kind of like oh i'm claiming my body and it's like people can still find a way to kind of take it back from Mm -hmm. you and I guess like holding on to your power doing that is hard. Mm. And like, yeah, it's just, yeah, like Alani said, like if you don't want to get into this kind of stuff, even like sex blogging and stuff, do be wary that there are loads of, uh, there's a lot of stigma around mm-hmm. it. There is, there is. There's a lot of stigma around it. We want to know what you guys think as well. Make sure you use the hashtag Bear Podcast. Tell us your thoughts. Was this ever something um, you thought about? Would you ever consider making an OnlyFans? I didn't tell you, or maybe I did. I don't remember. Did I go? T- did I tell you guys that I actually subscribed to my first OnlyFans account? Did I say this? No. no. Did I not? Even Eshay's voice. Eshay's like, no. what? Yes, I did. I subscribed to my first OnlyFans account. You know, still got support. You know, I'm changing the way I consume porn these days. That is one thing I've noticed as well. And you know how I harp on about sexuality being a journey? It really is. Because when you deep things like porn and how you take it in, you have to take ownership over how you consume it. Because back in the day, we never really had a choice. You know, it was LimeWire and them things there. But when you know the history and understand how the production of porn is made, you know how um, unethical it is you know how the websites you know the creators behind the websites are you know they just have no moral compass and you know the type of things that they promote in terms of 
you know, um, sex without condoms or, or, you know, just what a healthy sexual relationship looks like, you it's best to try and, yeah, I don't know, reconsume how you take a porn. I don't know if that makes sense. I know it makes sense to me anyway. But, um, yeah, so I subscribed to my first OnlyFans account. I can't remember her name. What's the content? She just shows nudes of herself. And she, you know what? She inspired me to start taking nudes as well. I was just like, because I don't really take nudes like that. So at like five o'clock in the morning, I started taking my own nudes. No, no, no. I'm not taking that. How long have I been telling you to do nudes and do this? And some other girl comes in and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, don't beat me up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah i thought it was i thought it was fun so um i might subscribe to another i don't know if they're still taking money out of my account so i need to go look at that um i spoke to a really close friend of mine and i found out that he actually subscribes to eight different um only fans accounts and when he told me i was kind of judging him like eight eight <laughs> one two three how much vagina do you need to, to be spending <laughs> Like, why do you need so eight? I was trying so hard not to judge because but it was hard. Like eight. So you mean you're paying eight for eight different pussies? Wow. That you're never ever gonna touch. Wow. Eight. Anyway, I said I just I just I just took a step back and said, anyway, support sex workers. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what else could I say? What else could I say? Have you guys ever subscribed to OnlyFans before? Uh, no, because I don't know, like, what is the content on there, like, just, like, all amateur They porn? can make anything they want. So, you know, Black China has her own. Apparently, Black China is, is, isn't as, you know, raunchy as you'd think it would be. But it's... Well, we never, remember she did that video a few years ago, and she was, like, giving head and everyone's head is Oh, yeah, that's so. true. Surprise. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So, um, yeah, you... you People provide different things, you know. OnlyFans isn't even just for porn in itself. It's also for um, you can do anything on there. I think we've discussed this before. You can you get people who bake on there. Um, it's just become popular off the back of porn. So, just want to give a trigger warning that we will also be discussing um, rape and sexual assault. So, if this makes you uncomfortable, completely fine. If you want to skip a couple minutes ahead, do so. Right. So. This conversation is brought to you by the BBC. We are going to be discussing I May Destroy You. Now, I feel like this is going to turn into a sort of book club because for the next couple of weeks, we are going to be discussing um, I May Destroy You. If you haven't watched it, it's been out, I feel like maybe, yeah, it's been out for like a couple of weeks already. You mm-hmm. should be watching it. Everyone is watching it. There's no reason as to why you should not be watching it. It's fucking brilliantly written, directed, acted, everything at everything. It's just, it's so good to watch. When I first heard about it, I'll be honest, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it is. I'll be honest, I didn't. How fucking wrong I was. How fucking wrong I was. Like, I was itching for more, honestly. And, um... I got a sneak peek in the very beginning and when I saw it, I just wanted more and more and more. And it's it's just what we need. What do you guys think about it so far? I was, again, pleasantly surprised. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that. <laughs> At all. I just wasn't expecting that. I think that's the best way to talk about it. So We're not allowed the- to give spoilers, are we? Because yeah, it's been out for a while. It's been out for a while. <laughs> so, and we're going to talk about it. So we're going to spoil away, you know. And, you know, we're going to be talking about just like the first two episodes. But for those who don't know, 
Um, it's created and written by Michaela Cole. I may destroy you. Just basically follows a young woman named Arabella. Um, and she's basically attempting to write a book, navigate her sex life, all while dealing with, you know, um, an aftermath of being spiked. Um, from what I've seen so far, it also follows the life of her friends and shows the different ways that women and men can experience rape, even though some people in the show probably weren't even aware that what they were going through was rape at the time. Um, but yes, I feel like this show is is also, you know, just basically navigates and shows you the different experiences of what sexual assault and rape looks like, especially because a lot of people um, probably wouldn't even know that this is actually seen as rape. There's so many instances where um, you know, for example, stealthing um, is is a lot of people. I was having a conversation yesterday with my girls, and they didn't even know what stealthing was, and they were like, "Stealthing? What's that?" And I'm just like, "You mean to tell me y'all have a sexual wellness content creator friend, and you don't know what stealthing is, even though I harp on about consent?" But we move now; they oh, do. So that's way. that's that's all that matters. Anyway, everyone's thoughts, please, because I'm tired of talking right now. But yeah, tell me what you guys think. When when I first watched it, because I like I watched the previous one, I was like, oh, like this is cool and stuff. And then I think like after the first episode, it's quite it's quite gentle. The first episode, not like gentle, it's still a bit. Mm. But like I found it something that it was it was really good. But mm-hmm. sometimes because it's so relatable, because she's written it so well, it got uncomfortable to watch at times because it's mm-hmm. like I've been there or mm. I know someone that's been there. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even like when she's like recalling the events of the night, just like seeing her come to the realization. And I think that's, and that's something that a lot of girls have been like experiencing, like coming to the realization, like, whoa, like that thing that happened five years ago, that was, that was a bit mad. That, that was assault. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, the fact that they were discussing um, break between like different genders, that I feel is something that we don't get to see a lot of especially on television like it's normally mm-hmm. like a one like a movie and maybe it's, like, it's in prison they get raped it was like the yeah the experience of the men going through it as well and just seeing how bad and how common I guess that like, these things are and they're not things that you think are common because every time people think about rape it's always like some guy jumped out of the bushes and like bludgeoned me in the head and drugged me up like that's not what most rape scenarios are like it's normally people that you know yep or like someone you're very familiar with or like you get what someone I mean? you it's trust just, someone yeah. you trust yeah you know someone you trust and and it's not just it goes back to what um scotty said you know someone not just you know pulling you into a bush but um you know it could be coercion and, and so many other forms of you know just pressuring you into something you do not want now the first episode um, she's with her Italian boyfriend. Is he a boyfriend? He has situationship. Of, situationship, because, you know, she murmurs, you know, are you my boyfriend and you're not? Oh, yes or no? <laughs> so, um, you know, even in that instance, it, it's, it's funny in a sense that, because um, we've all been there, you know, you get on with a guy or you have a holiday fling and you don't know if you like him more than... Um, but then she realizes when she gets back um, 
what happens when she gets back actually when she gets back she goes to i think she goes to a club or something with her boys no yeah she went to start writing and then um she ended up going to like a a club because she couldn't get the writing done basically she she had a deadline um and she couldn't meet the deadline. She couldn't meet the deadline. She, wasn't having, she, had, she had like no creative flow. She had like she was, blocks, she was basically she was kind of kind everywhere. Of yeah, she was, kind of kind of let, like, she was everywhere. And, like, find, you know, her creative flow again, went out and yeah. What makes me laugh is I saw myself in her in terms of buying time when she was as a writer. When I she was, was dying because <laughs> when she was just lying to her editors, I said, oh my God, I'm so triggered right now. Because <laughs> it's like, this girl is me, like, just a black creative in terms of being a black creative. I was crying because I said, wow, so we all do this bullshit. Like, we all lie. <laughs> but I feel like she'd experienced a lot. So um, in a, in when she went in to go see her editors again, it made sense. Um, another interesting, you know, interesting point for me was the threesome bit that was about to get set up between her her friend Simon and I think his wife or girlfriend and they were trying to bring in another woman and then you clock that this is even supposed to be a threesome this is the woman that he's actually cheating with I was a bit mm. gobbed because I did not see that bit coming did any of you see that bit coming I bet it's just no. I, I saw I did. it coming she's like men are trash <laughs> listen he was acting mad funky I was like hmm something smells this is very smelly I can't <laughs> isn't a million no. sexy though Oh yes, yes. He is. Did fine. you say no? No, I said yes. No, no he's not. Fine. No, what? Go away. He's fine. <laughs> he is. He's been fine. He don't hurt to adulthood. Oh my lord! How can you not love me or me? Are you crazy? <laughs> anyway, I don't think I've watched adulthood. Kidulthood, mate. It's kidulthood. Oh, kidulthood. Yeah, nah, it's, it is. Hoods, I haven't watched it. <laughs> Well, no. Um, sticking to I'm I too may young. Dis- sticking to I may destroy you. Oh, S J, piss off. <laughs> I think with with the first two episodes, it is very, you know, you don't know what's going on entirely. I feel like that, that's yeah, on oh. purpose though. I feel like it's done because you know, yeah. I mean? like, she doesn't know what's going on, so we don't know what's going on. We're like, huh? and we're discovering with her. Yeah, that's very clever. Which is why I feel like that sometimes it can be kind of. Like you said, Scotty, like raw and uncomfortable because it's like, oh, mm. oh God, I'm, I'm realizing as she's realizing, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm. And even as her memory was gone as well, because you know, at one point she's enjoying like drinks with her friends, they're all doing tequila shots, they're doing probably like, I don't know, drugs and all sorts. And then next minute she's got flashbacks to a guy who's basically assaulting her in a cubicle in a toilet. And she's trying to remember how the night is going. And I feel and I feel bad for her in a sense because it feels like because what Simon is going through with his cheating ass, that he can't be open and honest with Arabella, like straight off. Do you know what I mean? Because he was cheating and you know mm. Arabella comes and confronts him. She's just like, Okay, did we do it? Take an Uber? What did we do? How did the night end? Did you take me home? Da 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 da. And because he was where he wasn't supposed to be with who he wasn't supposed to be with it makes it hard because it's just like I'm dealing with something really serious and you and your cheating ass can't be straight and honest with me because of what the fuck is going on whilst she's been spiked and um it reminds me of a time that I was actually spiked luckily nothing happened to me and I looked back and I was able to be like yeah I've definitely been spiked but my fucking goodness 
what it does to your body is See? insane. I mean, I remember the time I got spiked as well. It was like I, I always been the, the the safe friend, the careful friend, the friend that always tells you what to do, mm. and then within 40 minutes of being in a, a or 40 minutes to an hour of being in a club I was throwing up on myself mm-hmm. and naked in a bathroom store like it's crazy yeah it's it's mad because you know also at the end of like episodes two she's talking about you know Arabella is basically saying don't leave we never leave each other was is that what she was saying correct me if I'm wrong she was saying like yeah, we never leave like each that. other da, 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 da. we should always be there for each other, whatever. And her friend feels a bit guilty. It seems as though she... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You see, there was um, there was a bit when she's like trying to remember what happened, and she's remembering being yeah. in the club and like you know, being like a bit drunk and kind of falling mm-hmm. over the place. Like even just seeing how she behaved is like you know nights out sometimes you will see girls and they're just like off their face. Like watching her in that scene made me think like, raw. How many girls have I seen that have like been mm-hmm. spiked before? Like, that's what came into my head. It was, it was really... Even, even those scenes, I, it made me think to myself, okay, so clearly you guys know your friends. You know you've been out with her. You party with her. You see her, like, drunk on a daily. When she's falling over and almost busting her lip on the side of a counter. But however, especially as women, unfortunately, the reality is we do lean on each other for support and, and, and protection when we're out. Like, mm-hmm. I look after my girls. My girls look after me. That's how it goes. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but don't don't you see her looking kind of out of sorts? Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. No, I agree. I completely agree. I feel like by episode three and four, that's when you it really, you know, gives you what yeah. is going on. Yeah. And you get a better yeah. idea of what the fuck is going on. But so far, I would say that with everything that we've seen, it's relatable in terms of her experience and just being drunk, not sexual assault or rape per se, but in terms of being off your face. And I think SJ, you raised a very good point because I think about all the people, was it SJ or Scotty? I I can't remember now, but I think like, you know, when you just go out and you just think about all the times you've seen a girl on her own and she's been off her face and it kind of makes you think, wait, I hope when I left that girl, when I walked past that girl, someone didn't take advantage of her. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Like, I remember one time, yeah, I remember one time I was coming home and there was this, like, well, they look like a couple, like, walking down my road, but, like, the girl is clearly off her face. And I'm about to go into my house. I, like, stood there and I'm, like, watching because I'm, like, does she Mm -hmm. know him? Does she know him? All right, like, do I get involved? What, like, what do you do? Because I'm, like, she's really drunk. But then the guy's talking to her and I'm, like, Okay, so I'm like, are oh, you all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, she's fine. But obviously, like, she's not talking. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. But then, it's, you know, sometimes you think about, like, okay, what if something yeah. happened? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, have you ever had, like, those situations where, like, you can see, like, a girl's being bored and you're like, oh, my God, yeah. hi, friend. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm late. Course, you get what course, I mean? Like, of course. From what I've watched in episode one and two, it definitely gives you an idea but when you get into three and four, my goodness, does it really paint the story of what is to come? 
And, um, you know, there's just so many fucking points that they hit, which was done amazingly in terms of, you know, touching on stories of different characters and their experiences and what rape does look like. But I think what rape look, um, looks like is very important, again, because it goes back to, re, you know, thinking back at experiences and being like, wait, hold on, that wasn't consensual. You know, I went mm. through that and I thought it was fine, but it wasn't. And, you know, from, uh-huh. for example, like being drunk, for example, um, a lot of people think that they can consent to sex when they're drunk. You can't consent to sex when you're drunk. I know... You know, a lot of people think that you can, but you can't, um, especially with a stranger or someone you do not trust. Um, so, mm. and, and it's the same with drugs as well. If you're intoxicated in general, you know, no one should really be pursuing you um, to, to have mm. sex with you. And if your intent is to get me drunk or to get me off my face or to give me like drugs or whatever to sleep with me, then that's very rapey. It, it is. Yeah. Is it fair to say that? It's hella rapey. And the thing is, when you say that to guys, like they get their backs, no, it is. Like, you know, that somebody's not in their right frame of mind. If they wouldn't sleep with you when they were sober and you feel like you have to get them drunk, you know that you're doing something that you're not supposed to do. You know that you're taking extra avenues to get down that path. You know what I mean? Like, just like we said in the past, like, if it's like a gray area, just Just stay stay away. away completely. But I feel like, um, you know, uh, Arabella, um, her story is very, very interesting. And I feel like when people watch it, it is going to, in a way, it's educating you along the way. It's, it's like educating. It is, it is eye opening completely. And it just educates you along the way in terms of, um, in terms of sexuality as well. But I'm going to leave that there. And it brings me to the next subject, which is. The rape list that was on social media, Twitter, wow, that was something that was quite interesting. So for those who don't know, this happened, I feel like it happened, well, it was on UK Twitter. There was a list of people who were, there was a list that was compiled where people were outed for sexual assault and, um, you know, raping someone in the past. I think there were other forms, there were other things that people were also it put was, on it their was for. It abuse list, but it's, I think it's been now called a rape list, but it was originally called an abuse list. Okay. So right. it was like for things that were like, well, I don't want to say minor and like make anybody's experience smaller. Of course. Was, from anything from an unwanted touch on the bum right through to, you know, coercion right. and rape. Yeah. So, yeah. Completely. And um, again, if this makes you uncomfortable, please skip forward and join us in our dilemmas but if you do want to know what happened continue listening um so from what i saw it was a list that basically grew and grew spread there were some people who said that it wasn't supposed to be shared with people who were on the list then there were other people who said it shouldn't have been shared with men in general um either way it got leaked um i saw some of the names i was I was actually quite horrified, especially with the stories that were revealed. Um, you know, a lot of people's mm. arguments were like, you know, a lot of people being caught in a crossfire in terms of they saw it as like a witch hunt and jungle justice. And I was having a conversation with a very good friend, and she said, 
do you know what it is it might be jungle justice but so what and I thought to myself do you know what you're not wrong because then I thought listen normal justice does fuck all if someone has to get caught in the crossfire and jungle justice and it scares men into asking 20 times for consent then so be it I rather I personally rather and I know this sounds crazy I know what I'm saying is about to sound mad but I'm saying it with my whole chest I don't care I rather someone get caught in a crossfire and be wrongly accused of rape than for another woman to go through rape and if that means you know um if that means it having to apply pressure on the whole male species and just making them fucking scared then good then good um you know, it was... I, mean, I don't even think it's uh, one thousand percent. Obviously, the people that were on the list were solely like, uh, well, not solely, but mostly male. But it's even like the, the women that were on there as well. Yeah. It's like, I hope you get scared enough to to never go and do bullshit that you did. I, I just don't get under. I don't understand how mm. you can even be in a situation where at some point you think to myself, I I'm not allowed to have it, but I'm gonna take it anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't either. And you know, there's people who still argue about grey areas and stuff, like, oh, we're going to have to ask for consent to kiss someone, and this is how I see it. This is how I see it. Sorry. Okay, yeah, but this is how I see it. Basically, Mm. right, don't get me wrong, if you're in a relationship with someone, you've been dating for a couple of months, you know, don't get me wrong, like, kissing, getting a, you know, a kiss or a peck on the cheek from your partner or lips in is to be very expected, you know. You've built that familiarity with each other you know girls move to guys in terms of kissing guys move to girls and kissing if we have not built that relationship or there's never been that any there's never been a connection or you know we've probably kissed once or twice like it's more or less sort of read the room you are gonna have to ask like scotty like tell me if i'm wrong or right but does your partner ever ask to kiss you or does he does he just kiss you I don't want to kiss him. Do you say like I want to kiss you or can I kiss you? I do sometimes, but then he gets geared up okay. to run away. So, <laughs> okay. like, but this is another sounds like a mouth him. Like I like chase him down and grab his face. Yeah. Like, kiss me. Um, but yeah, just like in in terms of what you were just speaking about, though, like getting permission and stuff, it is yeah. better to do that when you feel that there's a great area so that you get the consent. Because, that. like you said, a lot of guys. Oh, Wait, hold on, I can't hear you say that again. Yes. Say that again. Yeah, a lot of guys like they're complaining. Oh, we're gonna have to ask the kiss now. Yes, fucking ask the kiss or ask ask to touch her hand. Like. I don't think that men understand. And this is one of the things that really pissed me off with this whole, like, you know, rape exposure stuff, is how many of them are always quick to jump to, oh, but she could be faking. Do you know how many fake rape cases there are? It's like Mm 0.02%. And you lot are clinging to that for dear fucking life. And this is the other thing that annoys me, yeah? Like, you don't understand what it's like to be violated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, what was I saying? Yeah, like, I don't think that, um, yeah, sorry. So you're basically, let me see if I remember, yeah. your point was... Um, Guys um, don't know what it's like to actually, like, go through that. Like, as a woman, I think, like, we kind of expect that it's going to happen, like, several times during our life. Like, that's just, like, standard. Even, like, when we're but below the age of, like, consent and stuff. And... It is such a sorry, I'm getting so emotional. Oh babe, it's all right. Take it easy. It's all right. Take it easy. Babe. No, it's all right. 
Take your time, take your time. It's such a horrible thing to go through. And yeah. Sorry. No, babe, take your time, take your time. We don't even have to touch on this for too long, honestly. Like, your feelings come first. No, like, I want to talk about because I, I know there's, like, a, a lot of other women out there that, you know, have gone through this kind of stuff, as, as we've seen on Twitter. And I think that the men that are, like, arguing against it, it's so fucking ignorant. Mm. Because it's, it's really fucking... Sorry, it's really no, fucking sorry. scary. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, like, I... um. I sent out a tweet um, midweek and I was like, I'm so proud of all of you. And like to you listeners, I'm so proud of all of you lot like coming out and (sighs) yeah, I'm so proud that you lot like spoke up even like so you knew how the reactions would be. Mm. Uh, Oh my God. It's all right. Take your time. Um, I shared my experience as well. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm can't. (laughs) Sorry. It's all right. No, honestly. Do you know what? It's all right. Just you breathe, and I will. I will help give like the listeners more of like what happened, and um, we don't even have to touch on this for too long because it is a triggering topic. Um, I always say that if women were to really talk about the shit that we go through as women, and honestly, it honestly, is, it's not easy at all. And to be silenced with when you're always met with, how do you know, like? Um, she's telling the truth or she's probably lying like there is no victim in this world who wants to become famous off the back of sexual assault not one exactly. not exactly. one it does nothing you know you're met with abuse I mean if we look at Dibanj's case in Nigeria a popular Afrobeat artist um, his victim actually came out um, after telling her story to of what happened two years ago when she was at when she experienced rape, um, she told that you can go and research the story. And he, you know, the government in Nigeria is very corrupt, so I'm guessing he paid local authorities, um, took her phone and started promoting her music. I mean, his music, and deleted the thread where she shared her experience of rape. And Nigeria is a place where they they do not see women's bodies as something that they have ownership over. They see it as properties. They see it as something that they have the right to, which is a mentality that really needs to change. But there's been a lot of talk about rape, consent, etc., which is why, in a sense, I'm even happy that I May Destroy You is out right now. It's literally, like, perfect Perfect, time. because it needs to come out. Like, it needs... We need to have these conversations more. And if you feel like you have to ask for a kiss because you're scared that you could be put on a list for sexual assault, I would rather ask for a kiss. I would rather ask for I just don't get why it's a thing. Like, why asking is such a big no-no to them yeah why, why is like it? why why does that is it because it ruins it ruins the mood moment for you that's what they say think, it, ruins the mood. it ruins the mood do, do you know, know what? people like to make excuses for so many things mm-hmm. like oh put a condom on it ruins the mood mm-hmm. ask permission it ruins, it ruins the, mood. the mood listen i don't give a fuck what you think the mood will be ruined anyway if you go and sexually assault me so just yeah. ask me no absolutely absolutely and this is why you know i will we've always said that consent is sexy but most importantly consent is mandatory and i've always felt that the people who had an issue with consent being sexy were those who didn't understand um you know what it meant for it to be a part of communication i think it's very hot if a guy's asking me if he can 
you know, you know, do something to my body. Um, you know, I think that's beautiful in itself. But when you just help yourself, and it was mad because I also heard voice notes, um, you know, who were guilty of coercion, and that was them, you know, saying please, please, or oh, I'm nearly things like I'm nearly done. And these are horrible and horrid voice notes that you have to listen to. But those are the experiences and. There are a lot of men and probably women too who probably don't even see that as rape and it is. That is a form of sexual assault. Um, we need to be re-educated and this is why I personally go into schools and I do what I can to have these conversations about consent all the fucking time because I always say that consent doesn't begin in the bedroom. I feel like it should begin at school because I remember when I was in school, for example, I was wearing a school skirt. This boy put his finger up my skirt and it went like it, you know, went through my butt cheeks. And I was just like, what the fuck? You see I what I mean? You're in school. You're in you're school. In school. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, Where I should feel the most safest, you know? Exactly. And if a guy is helping himself to my body, he's going to have that same attitude for life and think that that's just something he can continue to get away with and that's why I feel like this is something that needs to be re-educated and should be put in the school system for kids to understand because definitely because even now people like our our age and older when you talk to them about oh well I didn't consent to that the first thing their mind jumps to is rape and then then their idea of rape is somebody being you know beaten back and blue to, to like forced to have sex in that sort of way and they mm-hmm. don't want to be seen as you know that aggressive monster but you, you don't have to be completely aggressive to have raped somebody mm-hmm. and you need That's... to understand that the, that this is where the the re-education of what consent and sexual assault and sexual abuse is because people just seem to think that oh no I'm not a monster because I didn't hit you mm-hmm. I just tried to make you do something you didn't want to do right yeah that, that's completely crazy. different and it's like the fact that you even feel that you need to reason as to why you've done something or try to like justify it if you did nothing wrong you don't need to justify it mm-hmm. is that simple mm-hmm. as well it's true and there were so many women again, who came out, I feel like you guys are so strong and powerful. And I know it's not something that you guys probably even want to hear, but I do think that, you know, it's true. Like, I really do think you guys are strong because not only are you telling your own story, your feet, you're, you're, you know, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And it's also inspiring other women to speak up and tell their stories as well. Um, I think what annoyed me the most was the fact that that I saw some guys trying to roll the conversation also by talking about, you know, men who get sexually assaulted. And it's just like, listen, we're not saying it doesn't happen to you, but stop being the white people of this topic. (laughs) Okay? Yes. Stop being the Don't all lives matter, the rape. Don't all lives matter. We are not saying that you guys do not go through your shit, but women, you know, scientifically and factually are a lot weaker than men that's why in lots of countries especially in the west abuse against women is taken very seriously because a woman can never really abuse a guy the way as on a whole scale by the way the way a guy can to a woman that's why things like domestic abuse is taken more seriously when it's a man doing it to a woman we are not saying that guys do not get in do not get hit we are not saying that guys um, do not experience coercion. We are not saying that guys do not experience being groped in a club. Like we know all of this, but why is it when we are ha- having these conversations, you guys want to insert yourself and derail the conversations and make out like what we're going through is invalid? Find a day, you know, make it a topic, and have that conversation. We'll definitely be part of it. 
I'm never ever going to pretend I've never ever seen a guy's ass being grabbed in a club before or being touched anyhow. I'm not going to pretend that doesn't happen. I see, I've seen it happen and it's disgusting as well. But find your time to have your conversations. Do not try and silence us by saying, oh yeah, da 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 No, that's wrong. I think that's completely unfair. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on from that anyway and do some dilemmas. Again, the women who came forward, I think you guys are powerful and strong women and I really do hope you guys you know get the help that you deserve um you know a lot of people were saying okay but you know if they if if these victims don't accept these apologies these apologies are not for you to judge and accept they're not on behalf of the victim yeah that was pissing me off that was pissing me off so much how fucking dare you it didn't fucking happen to you i don't care if you like the person that was on the list it didn't happen to you oh but i know him but you weren't raped by him you weren't assaulted by him stop trying to be the mouthpiece for other fucking people and it has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. if oh sorry it's just that it's nice do you think and yeah again you know never ever feel like you know someone good enough to know that you know they will never ever you know be do them um, kind of violations because exactly. people are fucking mad they I remember are. when when I was um like sharing like my experience and stuff and talking about like after um like I broke up with my partner and stuff and he had his family members ringing my phone. I've never met these people and they mm. were there threatening me, talking about if anything happens to him, we're gonna come after you. I'm the one that got beat up. I'm the yeah. one that, what are you talking about? And I remember one of them. Um, I remember he had his female cousin call me because there were several people calling me. Um. And he was in the room and he, she was like, oh, well, he said that he only pushed you or whatever. And I sat there, she put me on loudspeaker and I told the entire story from start to finish. And mm. she turned on and she said, how the fuck are you, have you got me ringing this girl? And you did that to her. Like, right. they... <sighs> you never know someone as well as you think you do. Never. Never, never. ever. At all. But anyway, we're going to do some dilemmas and we hope you guys do the education you need to do on consent because it's better to be safe than sorry. Right, so dilemmas, guys. Um, If you have any dilemmas for us, send them to simplyoloni.com forward slash ask or send us a voice note. Well, yeah, dilemma. Uh, Right, so... My boyfriend and I have been dating for almost six months and we had a conversation about porn and OnlyFans. He told me that he was all for supporting women and sex workers, which I agree. Um, I once DM'd him a video of a girl on Twitter performing a sexual act just because um, he loved it. I later found out that he subscribed to her OnlyFans account and I asked him about it and he said, well, she reminded me of you. I told him... (laughs) I told him that if that's the case and he could have asked me for videos and nudes, he told me that I should be flattered that other women remind him of me and that he doesn't feel comfortable asking me for nudes. Was I wrong by sending him that video? Should I be concerned that he doesn't want nudes from me? I don't know what to do. Who wants to go first? You weren't wrong for sending it to him. I think he's mad. What was the other thing she said? She said, was I wrong? He doesn't want, he doesn't want nudes from her. He doesn't feel comfortable. I mean, maybe, have you offered nudes to him? Like, as in, have you said to him, hey, babe, or just sent him a nude or whatever? Because, well, consensually, obviously. Um, But it's like, on top of that, the boyfriend's mad. 
Yeah, he's mad. He's 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 not okay. Because how can you be comfortable looking at someone's daughter? How can you be comfortable at looking at someone else's daughter naked? But me, your girlfriend, you don't want to look at me naked. Maybe it's like the Madonna complex. Is it that's what it's called? Yeah, the Madonna complex where they like who's moving around? Wait, hold on. Who's moving around? Sorry, there's this huge fly in my room. I'm just sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, maybe he, you know, like some men have that Madonna complex, like when their wives get pregnant, like now they no longer find them sexual. Like, how could you not want nudes from your own girlfriend? Yeah. And that doesn't make sense to me because isn't that the, that the best time to like share nudes when you're in a relationship and you trust the person and all that kind of shit? It's, it's very weird. Um, I don't think she is long for sending him the videos because, yeah, we can share sex stuff that we like, but... Yeah, your boyfriend needs to pattern up. Me, I'm mad. I would start sending him like videos of guys jacking off and be like, "Oh, he reminds me of you." I'm gonna, I'm gonna wank off to him tonight. (laughs) Because, and I'm sure he'd be like, "Why do you need other guys when you've got me?" That's what he would think, you know. Mm. I don't know. You guys tell us what you think. Labor podcast. Use the hashtag. Um, Next one. Hi, Lonnie. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for about two years now. At the start of our relationship, he was a drug dealer. However, he completely stopped doing that and he has now got a proper job. However, my family found out that um, he was a drug, de- um, a drug dealer and they're not really, they haven't been fond of him since. I don't know what to do. I think he's the perfect guy for me. Um, blah, blah, blah. What did oh, sorry, I think he's the perfect guy for me and my family have not even met him properly. Um, what do I do? Maybe have them actually meet him for one. And secondly, says, I'm really sorry. And most people always look at me funny for saying this, but your life is not your family's to decide what you do with it. Mm. If you want to date mm. him, date him. But just be wary of the fact that you are going to have, you know, some people that are going to judge or whatever. But maybe it's a thing of maybe you need to introduce him to the family properly because you're saying he hasn't even met them properly. And they're making judgments they're going to be protective of you they're their family they were family mm. so maybe they're making judgments based on what they've heard and maybe what they heard is, is even wrong you don't know maybe you just introduce them yeah i mean i don't yeah. know why you even told them that he was a drug dealer how the fuck did they find that out right you know i keep telling you people every single week that you lot are too honest all this honesty honesty <laughs> that you're doing has got you writing into me like you don't like know what to tell people and know what not to tell people telling your family or them finding out that he's a drug dealer how do your family even find out that he's a drug dealer like did he say or, or, or what, what did you repeat have you picked up a benzo what how like i don't understand I'm like so how how did they even <laughs> find out and i just feel like when you're going out of a drug dealer you should be good at keeping secrets you are not good at mm-hmm. keeping secrets i don't even think this relationship is for you now I don't, so I don't even think this relationship is for you, and I don't even think he's probably even stopped selling drugs. Like, do drug dealers ever really stop selling drugs? Like, even when they get, when, even when they get a legit job, I feel like sometimes it's hard for them. You're just thinking you think some, of ghosts some of them. from power now. Pardon? You're just making me <laughs> ghosts of ghosts from power. I never watched it. What happened? So, quick. He synopsis. tried to go on the straight and narrow. His girlfriend tried to keep him in it. He died. Oh really? They, well, there you Dang. go. We're not saying that he's gonna die. We're not saying we're not saying the man is gonna die to this, but power, power 
The way she said it, I think, she said it, she dropped it. He died. It shows the entire show. As a woman, the way she dropped it. Time out. Can we actually deep the way she drops it? I'm actually just not coming to terms. So, so what happened? He died. Why did nobody want to watch the show one day? It's like, no, I'm not going to watch it. I'm never going to watch it. was that. It was that he was trying to leave the game. His wife was trying to keep him in the game. His affair girl was trying to get him out of the game. He was stuck in, in limbo. He tried to leave and then he died. That was it. Mate. <laughs> That's actually Mate. the whole series. <laughs> Mate. That is, that is, that is mad. Wait, what was I going to say? Yeah, as a woman who has dated many reformed drug dealers, for some reason, it's my kink. I don't know. I think that, like, in terms of this girl and her boyfriend, it it may be a good idea to get your family to actually sit down and meet with them because as much as we can all try to, like, give people advice on how to live their life, people there are not many boys out there that really want to sell drugs. Like, no... There are some people that will get hyped by it, but not a lot of people actually want to sell drugs. They do it because it's like, okay, I kind of have no options right now. Like, this is my lifeline. And then they get, yeah, and they get stuck. And the fact that your boyfriend has gone in and like turned his life around Mm. and has come out of that, that is very commendable because getting out of that lifestyle is not easy. Yeah. And I feel like it's wrong for him to make all this effort to like change his life around and to still be shunned by it because people grow, people change and you have to allow that for mm. them. So maybe, yeah, maybe like organize a dinner or something Let like your family actually get to know who he is rather than what he was. Ooh, that- Boris. <laughs> nah, man, nah. Sorry guys, I just read it. I'm reading my own tweet cause I'm still laughing. I don't know if you guys saw my tweet, but I'm, I was telling the story about my girl. Basically, basically, my girl damaged her car in it, and a mechanic tried to quote her two eighty, and then she was just like, "Okay, she's gonna come back." So my this mechanic basically is looking up and down, and he's just like, "Okay, two fifty. I don't want to do a Jamaican accent in it because it's bad." Um, but yeah, so then she's just like, "Okay, I'll come back." So then he basically replies by saying, "You're carrying an LV bag, but you can't, but you can't afford two fifty even with a nice car." She said that she was screaming wow. internally when she told me I was dying. Oh, I was. Thank you. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. You know, buy, buy, like buy that for me. It's now embarrassing. What? It's embarrassing. Anyway, guys, next time, Emma. Um, hey, guys, I'll keep it short. Um, I've been having anal sex unprotected. Just wanted to know if I'm still at risk of getting STIs. Yes. Um, <laughs> hepatitis, bitch. Hepatitis is real. I do trust my partner. Do I need to know for my peace of mind? Love ya. That, that was a very silly dilemma. Yes, you can get. Listen, any form of sex, you can get an STI. End of. Right? Yes. All right. Yes. Anal, oral, <laughs> vaginal, everything. Nope. Even if you get it in your eye, you can get eye chlamydia. Now what? Exactly. There's there's so many oh, yeah. ways you can really get an STI. So I would suggest you use condoms, lots of lube, and get checked frequently. I think it's even easier to get STIs anally if i'm not mistaken um so please go get your butt checked regularly um yeah and i think no i think it's actually easier to get hiv um through anal sex and i think that's to do with like you know our anus is just being a bit more sensitive tears rips etc etc so Mm. get frequent checks for your booty hole 
if you're having any sort of te- um, sex, you should really just be getting checked regularly. Do not, there's no loophole to sex. None. If you are sucking, you are still fucking. Like, people think that just because they're doing different things that, you know, that they're, listen, STIs can catch you. Don't ever, mm-hmm. don't ever run away from the STIs. The best way to, to keep away from an STI is to have safe sex, to get regular checkups, or just to stop, you know, abstain. Just don't have sex. Um, do it properly, guys. Come on. Um, and another one. How do you know when you come? So I thought this was an interesting one. I know it sounds silly, but yeah. So she said, how do you come? My man told me I, um, I came the other day whilst having sex, but isn't it meant to feel good? It just felt an unbearable feeling of needing to wee. Um, I wouldn't have known that was coming um, had you not told me. So... That's yeah, an interesting yeah. one. I don't think I don't, I don't, I don't think she I came. Feel, I, feel like I don't think she came. Either. I don't think she came, babe. I don't think, like think he came. wanted his ego stroked and he told you you came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are you gonna tell someone that they Believe had a nut? When, when you have a nut, <laughs> I know when I've come. I feel like when you have a nut, you will know. Like yes. when you yes. have a nut, you see your body. It's not you're not able to ignore that. You can't. It's a euphoric feeling that sends shivers from your head to the end of your toes. Yeah, like it just makes you you levitate. You almost levitate. You become a witch. It's like a quick shot. It can last from anything from from even like anything from like three to even fifteen seconds. You know, like orgasms can last quite long. Um, it's different for different um sorts of orgasms, of course. But when you know. You know. You know. When it happens, there's no way to ignore it. There's no way to be like, did I, didn't I? It's like, oh my God, I just came. Like, oh, orgasms are beautiful, man. She needs to masturbate. She needs to masturbate. No, I I nutted (laughs) twice yesterday. (laughs) But yeah, like... It's been a whole week, guys. You have hands. You can still nut. <laughs> but yeah, at this girl, I would say like you can masturbate and then you will have an orgasm because you will know what feels good and then you don't need this man to mansplain that you have an orgasm but that you haven't had. A man trying to tell you, yes, like, oh, you came. <laughs> Fuck up. Yeah, like imagine right? fucking a guy and then the guy is just like, um, did I come? And then you're like, yeah, but you don't even see no like juice, like. Jizz. There's no jizz or anything. Jizz so I just that's another thing, girls. When you come, like there is actually like you actually even though we may not ejaculate as like ferociously Funk as men everywhere. do there we we still have jizz that will like kind of leak out. So yeah, you will know. <laughs> you will know, you'll just feel it. I think it, for me it's always to do with feeling because I never look to be like, oh, am I wet? Because I feel like I'm always wet throughout the process, or sometimes I'm I, I might not be as wet as other situations, but it's just to do with the feeling of what happens to that to your vulva when your vulva does this pulsating this boom boom and your body just erupts listen you will know why i harp on about orgasms and why we talk about this because it's just beautiful and this is why we need to stop lying and this is why we need to spend time discovering our bodies lock outdoors light some candles play some shade get the toy out and just whack and make love make yourself. love to yourself but that's all the time we've got for today i'm hot i'm tired i'm sweaty i'm sticky yeah i want to turn my fan I back on i want to turn my fan back on as well because admittedly i've been turning it off and turn it back off again turn it on turn it off but i'm tired i want to get out of here but yes we will be back don't forget to check out 
well not check out but yeah don't forget to um get tickets for um Lades bear lockdown it will be fun we're going to be doing everything we usually do but more you can see us like you will be viewing us you know you'll be seeing us and if you want a chance to have one-to-ones with us there's also that option as well make sure you check it out but yeah, this is our lockdown show that we're going to be doing. And we just can't wait to see you guys, honestly. Um, I feel like a lot of the people who have bought tickets or some of the people from our first ever live show back in August, which is still fucking memorable as hell. So if you want to be part of this journey, get tickets, get tickets, get tickets. But anyway, that's all from me, Oloni on all socials. Follow me at Scotty Unfamous and you can check out ShakiraScott.com for more of my content. And me, uh, sorry, and me, BMESJ underscore on Twitter and Shani Jamila everywhere else. Cool.